Do you feel not good enough? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Joshua Berglund, who grew up never feeling good enough due to the horrific things that happened to him in his childhood. And I think that a lot of times when we see other people succeeding or doing things in life, we can feel like, wow, I don't have what it takes to be like that. Or if, for instance, in my situation, I grew up not having a father, I wondered, what is it they have that I don't have? What am I missing? What things didn't I learn? And it could cause, and it did for me, cause a lot of insecurities. Mm. So I was always trying to make it and trying to strive to get to where I needed to go. And I think it was a little bit more simple than I thought. Yeah, I think all of us can deal with insecurities and especially those with an upbringing that's not very stable, mm-hmm. you know, maybe with physical, verbal, even sexual abuse that can really open up the door for insecurities to really come out later on in life. Right. And so how does one overcome their personal insecurities? Well, for me, when I came to know the Lord, I got security or a newfound security through Him. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, it says in Ephesians 6.10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. What I love about this is it doesn't instruct us to be powerful within ourselves or to depend upon ourselves, but rather to be strong in Him and letting His power flow through us. And that is so good because I think all too often we're trying to figure out how we qualify for this or that. Maybe we don't qualify for a certain career or we don't have the right skills, but God qualifies the called and He can qualify us to those positions and places where we may not feel good enough, but He can empower us as we seek Him first, then things will be added to us. He'll show us what He has for our lives, and we don't have to look to other people and try to get that fulfillment and that stability. It's through Christ alone that we feel that stability. Yeah, because I never really got that stability until I really began leaning into the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is that I would be performing at, I didn't feel good enough. Mm-hmm. I always was plagued in my mind. I'm going to fall short. I'm going to fall short. Mm -hmm. When I came to know him, I just let him flow through. Mm -hmm. Man, it was a huge change. And a great thing to do even now is to start thanking God for the qualities that you do have and knowing that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. You are very unique and he loves you so much. Let's hear from Joshua Berglund after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Joshua Berglund, and he's going to share with us the life that he went through as a young boy. He was molested, abused. He also ended up in drugs and in and out of jail. Wow. And one of the times he was in jail, he heard the audible voice of God, and we're going to find out what happened. Let's welcome to the show, Joshua. Thanks for being with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks so much for being with us today. So I understand that you grew up in a middle-class home, and life was going great for you up until you were seven years old when your two half-sisters left the home, and then you felt very abandoned. Can you tell me about that? 
Yeah, they were my big sisters. I mean, they were my heroes at the time, you know, and they were my half sisters, but they were sisters to me. They were family. And then the day that they left without explanation in my childlike brain, because I was seven, they abandoned me. They left me. They disappeared. They're gone. Mm. Why did they leave? Everything was so perfect. Why did they leave? Yeah. Wow. And also that made you feel unworthy and just that abandoned feeling. And with that, you ended up also getting abused and molested. Tell me about those situations. I got molested by two men right after they left. They were not family, but then my parents fighting, my father abusing my brother and I, mainly me, just because I was the biggest at the time. It all kind of started at the same time. So it was like this perfect storm of sexual trauma, physical trauma, living in fear, not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough. And that rage already started to build pretty quickly. Oh my God. Having extreme rage and really, really bad insecurity at the same time is a recipe for complete madness. Wow. And you took that anger out in sports, but it didn't completely help you. You continued to get angry and you even had nightmares at night. Tell me about that. The night terrors were the worst. And you're right. Sports were so great. Football, just because I could punch a face mask or I could knock someone out. And it was a great release But the night terrors were crippling. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but it's real. It's a nightmare that is real, that plays out like it's reality. I swear to you, even now as an adult, and I don't really get them anymore, but even now when that has happened, I physically feel it like it happened, like I lived it, like I was awake and this was happening, whether it was horrific nightmares of being murdered or my family being murdered or, you know, the sexual trauma abuse happening. And it was just this perfect storm. You know, you ended up getting into drugs, which I see a lot of people end up doing when they've been abused or in hard situations growing up. And as you started doing these drugs, you became promiscuous. Tell me a little bit about that in your life. Well, drugs took the pain away. Drugs for me was an escape. The social awkwardness went away. I felt confident. And then all of a sudden, those horrible nightmares and night terrors shifted from nightmares to fantasies. And it started driving me to explore all of the things that had happened to me. I started exploring on my own. I was promiscuous with both men and women. And, you know, I started living a double life really, really early on because that honestly, I hate to say this, but that's where I felt safe. I felt safe with prostitutes and massage girls because Mm -hmm. all the craziness in my head, I could share with them and I could feel safe. And on top of that, being able to be enabled with the drug use and encouraged and welcomed, it was just like, oh, this is my safe place. Mm. Wow. And there are so many people who are seeking that safe place and they end up, you know, in prostitution, (laughs) drugs, all of those things. Yeah. And so as life continued, you were still dabbling in drugs and being promiscuous and you got a career and was hoping that would help you, but it was another hiding place. Tell me about that. For some reason, even as a rambunctious kid, when it came to working with people that were disabled or people that were less fortunate, all of a sudden I had a soft heart because even now walking with Christ, I'm not the most sensitive person in the world, but when it comes to people that do not have a voice or they are not able to fight for themselves. And in this case, it was people with complex disabilities like ALS and 
muscular dystrophy. Right. Like I loved fighting on behalf of them to make sure that they were able to get access to the medical equipment that they needed to help them, you know, perform daily living activities, just normal activities that we take for granted. I was so good at what I did because I was a relentless fighter. Mm. And regardless of the drug use and all of the other extracurricular activities that were just taking me straight to hell, I was good at my job. It served as a mask for me also because I did so much good. If anyone noticed the bad I was doing, no one said anything about it because I was helping so many people. Mm. Wow. And it's almost like, well, my good outweighs my bad, but really deep down, you were not feeling good on the inside. How were you feeling during this time? I constantly fooled myself by believing that like, oh, this relationship will make me a better person or, you know, I, I, like, I was very codependent, very insecure. I used my money to, you know, I always picked up the bar tab, whether it's three, four, five hundred dollars. It didn't matter. I was paying for everything because I was so insecure that I was trying to buy friends. I was trying to like, oh, if I do this, they're going to like me. And like everything was a mask. Everything was to allow me to hide. And I wanted to have this sense of normalcy. And yeah, there was a part of me because I would go to church every Sunday with my family and sometimes Wednesday night. There was a part of me that like knew what I was doing was wrong. But the part of me that felt good and safe and comfortable was living in the shadows. Mm, That is so Mm. good to hear that because there are people listening right now who are living in the shadows and they think this is where it's at, but deep down they're dying inside. And no matter what you are doing, you are destroying yourself. And you found out you had a daughter, you ended up getting married to someone, but that still didn't fill you up. You still had this void in you doing drugs and eventually you started getting arrested. And we're going to talk about that in our next show and how you came to a place where you ended up hearing the voice of God. Joshua, thank you so much for being raw and real with us. And we look forward to hearing more from you. Excellent. Thank you guys. I think so many times the younger generation and younger people really struggle with that. They feel like, gosh, I have so much insecurity. How could anybody like me? I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if I'm likable. And we get to the point where we have to do things in order to earn friends right? and really work to have that. But then Mm -hmm. there's all this pain and inner turmoil and what to do with that. Yeah. Well, according to the Bible, we can do something with that. Mm -hmm. All that old stuff, all that old pain, God wants to put it away and he wants to give you a new life and a new hope. And so let the old pass, my friend. If there's a past that's haunting you, just let it go to God and then he will give you something new. Mm -hmm. Jesus, we turn to you, Lord God. Yes, Jesus. And I'm praying, Lord God, for the person who has this past that is plaguing them day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Maybe something happened to them. Maybe they had done something to someone and they're living in extreme guilt. Lord Jesus, we're living in a time where we need to put all that aside and we really need you. So Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you. We ask for you, Lord God, yes. to wash our sins away, mm-hmm. wash the things that happen to us away yes. and give us that freedom and newness in you. Mm-hmm. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And you know, there is a father and it's not the same as the earthly fathers. And so if you're listening and you can't really relate to God because you didn't have a good earthly father, just know that there's a difference between our earthly dads and the heavenly father. Call out to Jesus, Jesus, save my soul. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me with your blood. I know that you are the son of God. All who call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
connect with us at www.awakeningthenations.com. Again, www.awakeningthenations.com. You can also call us at 877-480-4477. Again, 877-480-4477. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.